Lord, it's a miracle. Think I'm blind? Is that what you're saying? What about you? You blind? Tell me what this is. Not tomorrow, not after breakfast. Now. This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. Each country is looking to the other for signs of a way out. Italy, one of the hardest hit, is now loosening its restrictions, while South Korea and Germany are regretting their earlier decisions to do the same now that new clusters are spiking. Meanwhile in the US, two White House aides have tested positive for COVID-19, and yet the administration buried a CDC report outlining safe measures for reopening the country. We the people are left asking, what's the plan? And who are we even asking? Perhaps we should be asking ourselves, who do we believe? Who do we trust? And where will we find answers where truth happens? Whether you're just returning from the beach and damn the fines, or watching all of Game of Thrones for the third time, you're tuning in now for Truth Happens on KPIS FM, the late night reality show. Feeling a little uh, throaty this week. It's just a tickle, but uh, don't count out Hank the Crank, your host for this show. Um, here for the long haul. And with me as always, at Tupac Still Alive. Thanks for joining me once again. Yeah, hey. How's your health, or your mental health, I should say? You were doing quite a lot of drugs last week. Oh, yeah. So, what ended up happening is that I layered so many microdoses on top of each other that I kind of plateaued. I think the micro indicates that you're just taking a little bit, not little bits of a whole bunch of different things all at the same time. Yeah, I was doing little bits, but I was layering them upon one another. And I guess the elephant in the room is that you claim to have the cure for the virus. So have you gone back and looked at your notes, figured out if the perfect uh, cocktail of drugs, as you said, might, might yeah, be the thing? I'm writing a dissertation and it's taking me a little longer than I anticipated. But basically, at my peak high, when I was my most high, I mentioned before, I managed to get inside the mind of the virus, and I interrogated it. And you're saying now that you're plateauing, so what's next? Yeah, so I have plateaued, that's a drug term, and now I have to lead myself back to complete sobriety in order to properly complete my dissertation. Okay, so I guess the jury's still out as to whether you actually did infect yourself and cure yourself or whether it was just a drug-fueled binge, I guess. I definitely cracked some codes while I was there, you know? (laughs) Well, I don't know much about you. Um, You're anonymous, but you seem like a big player in the the tech world or you know you've got some money you've got this private fortress i wonder do you know elon musk personally like what do you uh oh i'm still in withdrawal man (laughs) yeah uh first of all yeah i'm a big player you could say i'm a power player Uh, do I know Elon Musk personally? Well, I'm not gonna answer that, but I will say that I am friends with several tech giants. <laughs> tech giants? <Yeah. laughs> who, who are we talking specifically here? Google, Facebook, Twitch, Zoom, uh, Snapchat, Scrabble. You gotta know these people are up there. And yet, here's what Elon Musk had to say this week on CNBC. The extension of the shelter in place, uh, or frankly, I would call it forcibly imprisoning people in their homes uh, against all their constitutional rights, that's my opinion, breaking people's freedoms in ways that are horrible and, and, and wrong, and not by people 
came to America or built this country. What the fuck? Excuse me. To say that they cannot leave their house um, and they will be arrested if they do? This is fascist. This is not democratic. This is not freedom. Give people back their goddamn freedom. So what do you think of that uh, sentiment at Tupac Still Alive? You know, I love two minds. Firstly, he's not wrong. Okay, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, we did expect more, you know, out of a democracy. Yeah, I would agree. Than to be forcibly imprisoned in our own homes as Elon is saying. And yet, on the other hand, <laughs> you know, Elon's gonna say what he's gonna say, and one could accuse him of attempting to take his diverse point of view to impress his cool young girlfriend. Fair enough. Yeah, we did talk about his Twitter rant last week that seemed maybe drug-fueled and and actually included a reference to, you know, my GF is, is mad at me. In a way, his behavior is kind of classic peacocking, and you know, I don't blame him. His girlfriend is super smart, she's really cool, he's probably constantly trying to impress her so hard. And uh, I know this is getting a bit uh, gossipy brag, but did we get a read on what the baby's name translates to? I saw it was something like Archangel 12 Ash uh, Musk? I don't pay attention to babies. Okay, the baby's baby's not on your radar. Yeah, not yet. And yet it might have a spot on this ship off the planet and we're left struggling to piece together a social movement to oh, find yeah. clean drinking water. Is going to space for sure. Born in space, probably. I wasn't there. Me neither. Joining me now via secure signal call, uh, a member of the Truth Happens message board at fleshmonger.ca. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me on. Long time listener. Yeah. First time caller. Yeah, I haven't had you call in before. And uh, .ca, you're up in Canada, I guess? Uh, yeah, you could you could ascertain that. Um, yeah, I've tried to call in before, but the lines are always jammed up. you got a popular program here. And what's the truth that you wanted to call in and share with our listeners tonight? Well, I'm, I'm just concerned. I don't know if it's what it is, it's truth or not, but I, I'm just concerned about the way things are going with this, uh, this pandemic. And I feel like it's kind of accelerating this inevitability of the, the universal basic income, right? which, you know, at first glance, I, I feel is good. You know, it's good that everyone's taken care of. But then I, I've been reading a lot about, um, like, who's behind it. And, uh, like, obviously there's a lot of, um, you know, benefit to, to society, but it's really being supported uh, by tech pro elite. Um, there's, like, this conference uh, every year called the Singularity University in Silicon Valley. And for years, they've been behind this uh, this idea that uh, you know it's a, it's an inevitability that uh, technology will be replacing a lot of labor, and uh, universal basic income kind of makes the softens the blow, as it were, uh, for for all the folks that are losing their jobs. Okay, so you think the tech bros have something to gain from this, or they're against this? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at the, look at the numbers. You know, if you want to know who's who's supporting uh, an idea, look at where the money's going. Look at the, the companies that have benefited mostly from this pandemic. I'm not saying this pandemic was created, but I'm saying that there are people that have uh, adapted and benefited greatly from the idea that it is dangerous to be around other people. And are you finding that in your industry? Like, what kind of work do you do? So I'm a, I'm a, I've been involved in sex work uh, for okay. a long time. And so that has a lot to do with the industry. Uh, go ahead. Uh, it's just an industry that is not talked about. It's uh, a lot of people don't appreciate uh, the labor that goes into it. Of course. And the, the oldest profession and it, there is. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily respected by, by 
walks of life and uh, those are the people that we're not talking about that aren't aren't being helped that may might not be on the books that might not have uh, the ability to, to collect that that universal basic income right now basically the CERB benefit in Canada um, but uh, you know I think it's important that that class the, the people that are going to be getting this this universal income um, you know be able to not just take it in, and be complacent with it but be able to uh, innovate and and sort of try to create their own uh, you know, power by uh, by creating uh, their own economy. Um, so, if, if if we were looking at a future where human contact is diminished, what does that mean for sex workers? And, and how can they and how can they continue to operate? So, I've actually created a platform uh, where the average person can build a sex robot with things that they might find around their house. You'd be Sex surprised. Okay. You'd, be, you'd be amazed at how many things are just lying around your house that you can fuck. So this is like a MacGyver fuck toy. Like you're piecing it together yeah, from household... Let me, uh, let, let me ask you. Do you have a vacuum cleaner? I do have a vacuum cleaner, yeah. Okay, you take that thing out of the closet. After we get off, after we get off the call, obviously. You try that sucker sure, after the show, maybe. I don't, I don't need to explain how to use it. It's, it's pretty, pretty easy. So, so, I mean, in its most basic sense, sex robot is just maybe a, maybe a sexy mask that you put on your vacuum cleaner. Okay, so like an anamorphosizing. Maybe. You're still suggesting that I turn the vacuum cleaner into some sort of a, a person or being, or at least a representative. Well, it's up to you. I mean, you, you can do with what you want. Maybe you're a tentacle guy, and you've got an octopus in the freezer. And you maybe you tape some some tentacles to your vacuum cleaner. Okay. This is rudimentary stuff I'm talking about. You can take it to the take it to the utmost levels. But I, you know you got to start somewhere. So I say everyone tinker, get into your banana peels. Maybe you got a banana peel in the fridge and uh, you know a, a couple layers of mattresses in your bedroom and a picture of your uh, favorite gym school teacher. And you put that together and you got something going. It doesn't even have to be mechanical. Could be just you know objects lying around your house. So what I'm doing is I'm putting together an army, an army of these things, just based on stuff that I find. I'm a junk collector too. I go to these uh, these pawn shops and I see what I get. And, you know, there's a lot of sexy things out there, a lot of sexy objects. And so your platform is to lead people down the path to piecing these things together, or are you just selling these prefab uh, uh, sex robots? Well, I, it's, it's multi, it's sort of, I have a multidisciplinary approach. You know, I, I, yes, I create the sex robot. I operate the sex robot. Uh, but I also like to empower people to make their own. So, you know, if, if we're looking at a future where there isn't going to be human contact, how can we leverage that to, you know, to a society that's still sexy? And, uh, and, you know, you'd be, you'd be shocked at how much stuff just gets thrown away. I was looking out back at the butcher shop the other day. I found you know, intestines. You tell me you can't find something to do with an intestine. You're not creative enough. You're not looking inside your brain hole. And it sounds like you're building a community around this too. Are, are you seeing people coming together around this idea? Oh yeah, certainly. It's uh, it's uh, something that I think we, that connects us all. Is sexuality. Uh, you know, it's something that we really enjoy. We like to share. And I think that that is something that we've been missing. You know, missing that in these last couple of months of being locked down is just the, the ability to go out and see each other and, and you know, touch each other. So, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's the goal is by creating this community of sort of household object DIY sex robots, we're going to be able to connect each other and, you know, find that intimacy again. Maybe not through, you know, the traditional touch, but it could be through a, a different means. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's a, an old mask that you put your, your best friend's face on. And you stick it stick it somewhere in, in your house and uh, you know you, you attach some, some gloves to it and you blow those gloves up and you, you put a little bit of silly putty in the face. There's all kinds of things you can do. It's time to get creative. Okay, so there's a fantasy element to it as well. Interesting. Well, well absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, the world is your oyster. And speaking of oysters, you ever you ever try those guys? That's that's all kinds of things you can do with a, a bucket full of oysters. I've never well, had sex with an oyster. No. Yeah, shuck them first. Well, there. Yeah, obviously you got to you want to go shuck. You don't want to go pre-shuck here. That's a that's a difficult situation. That's a, that's an advanced 
stuff there. I don't know a lot of people can handle that, but come on. I wonder if there's room in the market for a dating app that's connecting people kind of like Craigslist, but to their household item assembled uh, fuck toy. Might be interesting. That's, that's, a, that's a genius idea. Better, let's, let's, let's flesh this out, so to speak. Uh, so we, we got, a, got a lot of people out there. And you might get bored with your, your own vacuum cleaner. It's got a certain look. It's got a feel. It's even got a snip, smell to it. So you want to maybe bore your neighbor's vacuum cleaner. You have to figure out the, you know, the sanitization of it, but of course, contactless pickup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, variety is the spice of life, and uh, I think there's a lot of things that we look at in the world that we don't consider fucking. But if someone else shows you how to do it, it can open up a whole new perspective. Isn't that life? Isn't what life's all about? Just opening your mind to, to different things that you can have sex with. Uh, certainly, yeah. Any tips for our listeners uh, for, who might be trying this out for the first time? Ooh, uh, certainly, uh, it's, it's a, you want to try and keep things slippery. You don't want you don't want to go up against a, you know a pumpkin pumpkin insides uh, without without a good dose of oil. Uh, that thing can get pretty sticky quick. So make sure you stay greased up uh, and and never never count anything out. There's always something in the closet. That, that you can, uh, you know, play with. Okay, interesting. Well, I'll give it a try, and uh, maybe I'll DM you my response. I don't know if I feel like discussing it on air. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's everyone's different. Everyone's different, and some people are, you know, just going at their own pace. I say start with the banana peel, put it between the mattresses. Okay, and uh, people can find you at fleshmonger.ca, is that right? Yeah, fleshmonger.ca, that's the, that's the website, and uh, there's a, a bunch of links in there, uh, just some other, uh, other avenues of the web that uh, can't really talk about here. Of course. Okay, well, thanks for calling in, uh, at fleshmonger.ca. Oh yeah, it's, it's my, my pleasure. And ours too, in the future, I hope. Okay, well, we'll talk again. Check it out. Here's Grand Prix with Smurfing Away.
listening to Truth Happens, KPIS FM's late night reality show. Tupac's still alive. Uh, what's your take on romance and sex and the sex industry in, in these COVID times? Before I forget, I just want to say there is no way that you could possibly sanitize a vacuum cleaner. There's no amount of clean you could get a vacuum cleaner for you to consider it. No, a vacuum cleaner is fucking filthy, so you could not trade those back and forth with your neighbor. And I don't oh, even true. know if I would consider placing one near my genitals. Did you see this story this week that said that coronavirus had been discovered in uh, men's sperm? Yeah, I did see that. So it is possible that the virus is detected in sperm and that it could be transmitted that way, but they don't know yet because there seems to be some controversy over whether the coronavirus found in the sperm was alive or dead. Huh, okay, so what does that mean? Well, presumably, if the virus is alive, it's a contagion, so it could be passed sexually. Right. If it is dead, uh, whatever that means exactly, I guess it couldn't be passed to another. So, jury's still out, I guess. I found it interesting that uh, they have tested this in men, but nowhere have they tested female ejaculatory fluid to see if it has coronavirus present. Mm, Interesting. So uh, this would hinge around the potential for it to be sexually transmitted, but we need to see if it does actually survive into this fluid state, I guess. Yeah, or if it's passable through secretions, I guess is the technical term. And if we if we can assume that snot and saliva can transmit the virus, why not sweat and sperm? Sure. Um, just to maybe take it into a non-sexual, um, but this story just re- uh, reminded me of another story that I had seen this week. Um, about these robot dogs that are patrolling a park. They're, oh, yeah. They're out- it's going to become really common really soon. Yeah, they're outfitted with cameras to walk around the park. And um, they actually really do look terrifying. They're If you have seen Black Mirror and the robot dogs that hunt that woman. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a sick episode. And so it just made me wonder if... In that scenario, I can see a very linear path between these robot dogs patrolling this park. They're supposed to be ensuring that people are staying socially distant. Cut to, I don't know, two years from now, and these um, you know, post-apocalyptic um, gangs are raiding a warehouse, and they get attacked by this Amazon delivery dog. Um, anyway, just to call that back to the caller's call about his... Um, DIY sex toy universe. What's, yeah. what's to say that your vacuum cleaner doesn't become sentient and jealous that you're sleeping with the spatula? Um, you know, that's just a whole other level of emotional torment that a lot of people don't have time for right now. Yeah, I guess it depends if you endow your DIY sex robot with AI or not. Right, so the vacuum cleaner obviously doesn't have that AI component, but if I say the 2021 Roomba comes out and does have that sort of HAL, you know, uh, 1984-ish HAL quality. Oh, and she's a sexy bitch. The 2021? Say no more. I would like to reference something the caller mentioned, and I just want to say to them, (laughs) the sex trade will never die. So whether coronavirus is transmittable through sex, 
We go through saliva, but I mean, you could have a mouthless and masked encounter with someone, and, you know, so I just want to remind this person that the fleshy touch of another's body will never not be on the market and be highly sought after. Unless, uh, you know, something else is your king. That guy seemed very into the banana peel. Um, there was a lot of mention of a banana peel. Yeah, and for a second I thought, is this some attempt at a postmodern comment on the banana duct tape to the wall that was at an art fair this past uh, winter or fall? But I don't know if, uh, I don't know if he's... I don't think there's any connection to that. Okay. <laughs> Joining us now, a well-known name from the Truth Happens message board, at USSRU Sirius. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Hank. Thanks for taking my call. Now, you're sort of known in the community as an expert of sorts on the USSR, Russia, and all its forms over over time. Uh, what's your take on the current situation and how it's affecting that area of the world? Thank you for asking. That's very interesting. It has been a strange journey. Uh, Russia took a little longer to get affected, and the numbers have certainly been spiking over the last month, but I think what no one is talking about is why it took so long. Some people thought that maybe Russia's political connections to China had something to do with it, but I think you really have to ask yourself what Natasha Demkina has been doing um, in, in the recent years. Sorry, you said Natasha Demkina? I'm not familiar with that name. Oh, she's very well known. She appeared in um, the 90s, as far as I recall. Um, at the age of 10, she began um, doing these readings in Russia where she used a special vision that she possessed that allowed her to look inside um, the human body and she could see your internal organs and she could tell what was wrong with you. She could diagnose you just by looking at you or looking into you. Now, I don't have it on uh, proper authority, but I do believe, uh, based on what I know about her, uh, she has been working with very high-profile Soviet institutes since about 2003. And I think that maybe the reason Russia was doing so well at first is that she was enlisted to look inside of people and see if they had the virus, and this helped to identify those that were sick. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm not familiar with that phenomenon, and I... I don't know the data, do you? Um, they were not peer-reviewed, but there was a lot of anecdotal evidence, which, in my mind, is just as good. And I do believe that if you take a look at what she accomplished over the years, that this is the time for those on the fringe who have special powers that have been ignored all of these years. And perhaps it's time to give them a call. Like the dog sniffing... Um, the, the disease-sniffing dogs. There's humans out there, and we can talk to them because they're not dogs. They're humans, and we can ask them questions. Interesting. Okay, so you think there might be um, more people out there that have these special powers that allow us, in some form or another, to combat the virus through... Uh, would you say this is like a mutated power, or is it the, a paranormal gift? Definitely a paranormal gift. There's no way to explain how she does what she does. And I think if you looked through some old National Enquirers and Guinness Book of World Records, Ripley's Believe It or Not, those types of publications, we might be able to do a short list of people who have powers that have been dismissed as something freakish, and now they're essential workers. They really are. Yeah, and uh, do you have any leads on what's happening with Natasha Demkina now? Uh, have you heard anything about her, what she's up to? 
No, just that she spent a lot of time going to hospitals and diagnosing cancer patients and people with ulcers. Um, but there hasn't really been much since, um, I think she was in, I think it was 2004, she was on a TV show in England, and then the Discovery Channel did this show, The Girl with the X-Ray Eyes, that's where I heard about her. And I just think she hasn't really been given the celebratory status that she deserves. Right, and did anyone step up to challenge or discredit what she was saying? Um, yeah, yeah, there were a few, and I don't know what happened with that. Okay, well, if you hear any updates on this woman, and um, it is an interesting concept. I do know about the dogs that can sniff out disease. Who's to say that humans can't Exactly. As well? Thanks, Hank. That's why I like this show. You're, you're open to anything. Okay, well, thanks for calling in at USSR. Are you serious? Um, appreciate it. Yeah, I'll see you in the thread about the climate change. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Uh, any comments on that? Uh, at Tupac still alive? Well, I believe that 100% is definitely possible. All right. Well, with that, let's listen to Minnie Ripperton with Inside My Love.
Okay, we didn't have a call scheduled, but it looks like there's one coming on, coming in from an unknown caller. So let's answer this. Uh, let's see who's there. Hello, anyone there? Hello, hello. Hi. Yep. Sir. Hey. Yeah, I can hear you. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Wow. I I can't believe this worked. Sounds like you're calling from a a big hole or something. Yeah. I mean, I've been stuck in this dungeon for. I don't know, years at this point. It's tough to keep track of time down here. It's so dark, and I just, groping around, I found this phone and picked it up. And Wait, sorry, you're a prisoner in a in a dungeon? Yeah, yeah, I've been held here by a bunch of economics profs for, like, years. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. They make me do a blog. I don't understand any of it. Fascinating. And uh, what are you calling in about this week? I don't know. I mean, I just called, but I... I'm constantly thinking and reading about economics. What what kind of a show is this? What kind of what is this? Uh, this is a radio show called Truth Happens, where we discuss uh, the darker and deeper truths that people may not may not know about. Oh 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 wow! Yeah, every every once in a while, a guy comes and gives me food, and he's been telling me about some crazy stuff going on, like with all this COVID and all this kind of stuff, and it really got me thinking. It sounds it sounds like. I don't know what you call them, the Illuminati or just the wealthiest 1% of the 1%, but it sounds to me like this is all part of their long-term plan. That has been suggested, yeah, the lizard people, the Illuminati, uh, the Freemasons even are making a comeback. It just sounds like this is it. This is their big final push where they kind of like harvest all the, all the value of human labor at one go and then lock themselves away with it for the rest of time. Oh, interesting. Sort of like a Matrix-type situation. I don't even know if they'll meet us after a certain point. I mean, it just... It, when you think about it, the whole 20th century, from, like, the Depression on, it's been this kind of balancing and rebalancing of, of who has wealth and who has power, right? Like, in the 1920s, you had this huge... You had the, you know, the concentration of wealth. Then you had the Depression, World War II, and the money got dispersed a little bit. And then over the second half of the 20th century, it was just like, I don't know, they, they slowly clawed it back and it was hidden. Sometimes, you know, the, the two household income came in and so people thought, oh, we're still doing okay, we're still making enough money. And then offshoring of labor starts to happen and people think, oh, things are cheaper now, I can still afford everything. And then you had like communism, and nuclear war, this existential threat that kind of kept your head down and kept you working. Of course. But, but then, you know, the Soviet Union collapses and well, we won, hooray. Supposedly it's gonna be all over then, but that's just when the debt bubble starts to grow. They start putting debt on people, encouraging people to borrow and you start seeing it in corporations too and it goes up and up and up. And then of course, blammo in 2008 debt everywhere of course and, oh, you heard about that in your dungeon well I, I i know about that so i'm assuming i went in after that what year is it now it's 2020. i thought maybe five years but that's a long time to be in a dungeon sorry just to go back oh. to something you said uh, you said the rich are possibly planning to harvest and store the value of labor how would that work well, the way I see it is this, right? The, the rich right now are getting, uh, they, they have all the money, and as I understand it, they're going to get more money from this. The government's going to give corporations more money out of all this COVID mess somehow. Oh, yeah, and I imagine right? they're going to be given free reign to grow and merge and acquire and just decimate small businesses, certainly. Yeah, to like really, from that like ecological perspective, really make the the economy an unhealthy thing all the 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 entities a few giant ones instead of a bunch of small ones but this covid as i understand it 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 takes out the elderly first of all right right more more often than young people and those are the people the ones that actually could make money in the 50s 60s 70s 80s when there was a slight slight better more equitable distribution of wealth so if you kill them off their money gets released back into the wider economy where it's more likely to get spent. Say an old person has two or three kids, those two or three kids each have a smaller amount, they need to spend that money and the corporations can skim off the top of that, right? I see, okay. And then my suspicion is after this, we're gonna start seeing 
these layers of COVIDs or whatever, each one more lethal than the last, to slowly shrink the number of people. They're going to slowly shrink the, the army of labor that capitalism relies upon to function, to keep prices low. And because, of course, we know what's coming next, right? AI. AI and technology is going to replace all the jobs. So if the, the rich and the wealthy don't start killing off the pool of labor now, the pool of labor is going to figure out what's happening and revolt. And if they do that too soon before the wealthy can run off to their hidey holes and escape, they're going to get killed. So they have to kill us off bit by bit in order to, to, to prevent that, prevent that uprising. I see, and there certainly wouldn't be those same issues with AI. They would, or there might be different issues, but I guess the logic is that they can control AI, whereas you know the unwashed masses, they might as well take those out systematically. Um, I mean, if you don't need those people to serve your interests, you know, you got maybe a hundred million rich and powerful left behind with their computer yeah, maids. exactly. And I don't think the computer maids are quite where they need to be yet. That's why they can't kill us all off at once, right? They have to do it in these layers so they're like skimming off the top of, of our labor and whatever wealth is left in the world and then they kill the next round. They skim off the top and they kill the next round. And of course, social distancing, isolation, that's all effective ways to prevent communal action. You know, in the, in the depression, the, the fear of the wealthy, the reason why they started actually doing something and providing social programs, because they had all these vast numbers of, of men and women who had nothing to do. And when you have men and women with nothing to do and little to lose, that's when it's dangerous for them, especially because that's when communism was really on the rise in Russia. So I think that this social distancing and isolation kind of feeds into that. It prevents us prevents people from organizing it prevents the laboring classes from getting together and making plans to kind of uh, usurp the wealthy power before they can get away to their bunkers but you think this pandemic might have uh, jumped the gun like you were saying that they're not really ready with their ai army so how has this pandemic changed that trajectory or has it Oh, I don't know, because if, if they jump the gun, if the pandemic jumps the gun, then they're going to really focus and fixate on keeping us apart, right? But if it's part of a long-term plan, they're not too concerned. They're just like, yeah, yeah, keep apart, keep inside. But they're, they're happy to let this one layer get wiped out. And then you see what's happening, uh, you know, some parts of the world, they want to just kill and kill and kill in order to kind of feed this, this capitalist system. So maybe there's a a battle going on as to how quickly this needs to take place, even amongst the, I don't know, the lizard Illuminati classes. And what do you, what do you foresee the next stage of this being? We're looking uh, at. I don't know. I don't know. But I will tell you one thing. It's very interesting that uh, all those airlines are going bankrupt, all those cruise lines are going bankrupt, because where do all the rich people want their bunkers? New Zealand. New Zealand didn't have too many people getting sick. They did a very good job of shutting it down. So maybe they have plans for New Zealand. Maybe they want to keep the people there, like the last uh, last respite of, of humanity um, until they've got the AI perfected and they know they can get it to do what they need to do. Um, or maybe they, I don't know, sexual deviant, blood sacrifice, drinking the blood of the young. I don't know what these rich people plan to do with the New Zealanders. And for us normal folk, is there anything we can do to counteract this, or is it just a behemoth that's unstoppable at this point? I mean, my guess, my thought, my hope would be get together and figure it out, because there's still ostensibly, I hope, I believe, a political system that could maybe counteract this. Uh, but I think that's all there is, is this kind of co communing, community that has to take place, has to kind of power of the people you know like a bunch of people organizing is still something that that is more powerful than a corporation i i hope and do you have any read on who these uh members of this powerful force are is it the illuminati or the lizard people or do you think it's more of an abstract concept i mean maybe it's an abstract concept but but <sighs> That's hard to believe, you know, I, I used to believe a lot of different things. 
Um, and I wouldn't have ever guessed in my life that a, that a, a group of economics professors, for instance, would want to imprison me in a dungeon. Fair so enough. Yeah, I wouldn't that have guessed bizarre. that. So, but if if that if that cabal exists, then maybe there's a cabal of rich people. Maybe there's a bunch of rich people sitting on boards making these choices. Or Maybe we've just got some system that's too big to stop now and it's rolling and rolling and rolling and picking up speed. There could be all kinds of cabals around uh, around the world. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of closed doors and a lot of things happen behind those closed doors. Is there anything else you wanted to let our listeners know about? I mean, if you could find where my dungeon is and somehow get me out, that would be great. Is there, uh, is there a window? Do you, can you see anything, uh, like a landmark or anything? No, it's dark. All I know is this guy, he comes down here with bread. It's not that specific. Sorry? No, it's just not that specific. I mean, even your number, no, it said I... unknown caller. I can't do the star 69. Ah. Um, well, um, just if you see, if you find out any more information, maybe go onto the Truth Happens message board and uh, start a thread and um, we could figure out some kind of a search party i guess are you are you on the board uh, no I, I i truth happens first time i heard of it when when i picked up the this phone that i found in here and banged oh, you away just, on like, the butt dialed us basically well i used my hand but yeah i didn't have a, a clue as to what i was pressing or when it just kind of just randomly called my number that's interesting you you picked up well, if we figure out anything on this end, uh, maybe some truth happeners can um, get on the board and figure out a way to triangulate or whatever they do. Um, other than that, best of luck, and uh, hopefully the guy with the bread keeps you posted on this coming uh, purge. It sounds like the purge, basically. Or just try calling 911 or some. I don't know what country you're in, but um, oh. try some shorter number sequences, see if you can get an emergency line. That's a good idea. All right, thanks for calling in. Thanks so much. Right, best of luck. Any final thoughts on that? Uh, at Tupac still alive? Well, what he's talking about is a very realistic fear that a lot of people have. A lot of people without the power. Uh, seems yeah, like exactly. Particularly the working class. And so you don't strike me as someone who's super connected to the working class per se. You did say you're moving with tech giants. So what's your take on this whole thing? Do you think, uh, you know, do you even, do you think you personally pay your fair share? Well, now I'm rolling with power players, but I had to come on up and I have a rags to riches story of my own, but I'm not going to share it. Okay, yeah, I figured I wasn't going to start prying. So, I empathize and relate to the working class quite deeply, and, you know, I think something that these COVID times can bring to light is how shaky and fragile the relationship between the working class and the ruling class truly was and has been. And so with those two categories, you're lumping quite a lot of people into working class. It's those that have to work. I think yeah. it, it seems more and more in this situation that people are seeing that, you know, it's not maybe necessarily, I don't want to say landlords are good. That's definitely not, not what I'm saying. But, um, you know, there was tension between tenants and landlords, but then there was also tension between landlords and banks. And there's also tension well, the banks have quite a lot of power, and um, I guess what I'm trying to say is there is a sort of broader context to, to the working class now. Oh, absolutely, and I completely acknowledge that I'm speaking in very general terms, simply for pithiness, but, you know, this is something we can get into in more detail on the boards, but I do think that there is a new aspect to work and value that has been brought to light and I think it's a good thing that uh, some light has been shed on it at this time. However, I think it would be highly dangerous and very short-sighted to replace human 
thinking workers with new AI. It does go back to the uh, the sex robot conversation. Oh, absolutely, or any kind of technology that allows us to actually discard of human functions in any kind of interaction, transaction. And in a way, we're sort of giving away some of our free will every time we engage with these things. Like even the simple Roomba, you're giving away a portion of your free will in exchange for something else to do the light dusting for you. Where does that lead to? I think there's been an addiction to convenience, but to no clear end. And in fact, when you take a look at some of the human replacements that are meant to be convenient, they only result in other types of problems or a lack of thorough work. Just thinking about my Roomba, it's not really that good. And yet maybe it's time to rise up against the machines and start with the simple Roomba before it becomes an unstoppable killing machine. Well, it was interesting that the last caller mentioned that perhaps the 1% is trying to not only shave down the population, but keep us controlled at this time with this enforced lockdown because otherwise we can commune together and potentially revolt. Now, I would say I think that would be quite short-sighted of the 1% because what they don't anticipate is that perhaps the AI could also revolt. And this is not a new idea. Um, have you read the play, it's a stage play, called Robotic? Carl Capek, I believe, and... It's a deep cut, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, it's a Czech theater play that actually introduced the word robot into the English language. Okay. Uh, so in this play, this gang of robots, essentially, who were created to be workers, they are drudgers, in fact, they revolt against the ruling class, and there's a bloodbath, and well, it's quite beautiful. Okay, yes, I did know that the word robot came from some Czech play, but I didn't, I didn't know that was the play. Um, just to bring it back to your dear friend Elon Musk, within this tech and corporate elite, it's a race to see who's got the next big thing. And Elon Musk's company, Neuralink, that's been uh, working on this brain interface, now announced that they could be putting them in humans within a year. So is this the kind of thing, I guess this comes back to who do we trust, who's selling us the answers, and why? And uh, I'm just wondering, at Tupac Still Alive, are you gonna get a brain chip put in your head because Elon Musk um, gave you the, the okay that it's uh, safe to use? Absolutely not. If I'm going to put any kind of chip in my body, it's going to be one that I have designed and created myself. But, you know, I will say that uh, I also did predict the installation of the microchip in the human head many years ago and unfortunately I don't have any documentation of my prediction and in my it's kind of worthless then in my incarnation the microchip goes inside the roof of the mouth and you know we haven't seen that happen yet I'm just saying you heard it here first but uh no I'm not gonna let Elon Musk track me with his Neuralink no more than I'm gonna let Bill Gates track me with his infrared tattoo under the skin. And I hate to ask, because I assume you're probably gonna tell me that uh, you can't divulge any information about it, but at Tupac Still Alive, we've established that you're moving with tech giants, you live in a fancy compound of some kind, uh, you've got your own currency, 
uh, cryptocurrency. I'm just wondering if you have any sort of um, of these big uh, human, you know, once in a generation, life changing projects that you're about to drop that, you know, maybe us humble Truth Happens listeners might get the inside peek at what's coming down the pike. I'm not going to give you any specifics right now, but I, I, assumed. I will tell you there's something I'm very interested in and have been developing my own project within is the concept of nanotechnology. Okay, nanotechnology. You were talking about that um, in a previous episode about the nano nurses and other things that could be included in with the vaccine. Yeah, I was really high that time and I didn't really explain the nanoverse in the way that I wanted to, but I do think nanotechnology is going to be at the forefront of the next wave of what we're all excited about and I'm already there. Wow, that's a hot tip. Okay, thanks a lot. Well, you've been listening to Truth Happens, the KPIS FM's late night reality show. If you want to call in, send us a DM uh, at truthhappenskpissfm at gmail.com or on Instagram. Taking us out is Ice Cream with Fed Up. Fed up, you better believe I'm fed up. F-E-D-U-P.